0: going to show you um, a trick now for those of you who are kind of standing in the background or sitting in the back you may not be able to see it so you may have to stand up it's really not that exciting um, I know people who do this there's actually a kid from our church who is absolutely like spectacular at this stuff so I'm glad he's not here today because he's going to laugh and he's gonna be like well that's all you got but so basically this is a this is a little trick I want to show you guys um, it's going to sort of suit the conversation that we're going to have today and um, so I'm going to show you that I have like three different ropes. So we have a, a long rope, we have a, like a medium-sized rope, and we have a small rope. And when those things are together, you have three different ropes and just three different lengths. And there's really nothing really spectacular about this. I mean, there's a story we can talk about this with this. But I'm not going to do that right now. But what I'm going to do is just going to put these ropes together like this. And So we know we saw that there were three different ropes, the three different size ropes. And, but did we really think, did we really believe that there was actually three different sizes? I mean, you saw them, but what if I told you that you actually only saw the same size? So there's one, there's two, and there's three. So you actually only saw three of the exact same size ropes. You didn't actually see three different size ropes. And so if I put them together like this and I show you and said, but no, maybe actually, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you actually did see a long rope and a medium rope and a short rope. Well, maybe you did. Now, I don't know about you, and it's interesting. I learned this trick when I was, it's not magic, obviously. I learned this trick when I was like in Bible school and I went off and uh, we were doing some ministry in the, you know, in the community and kind of ministry kind of in other, in other, parts, of, um, other parts of the United States. And, and so we learned this to kind of help and work with inner city kids and just, you know, kind of be the bridge for a conversation with God. And it was interesting. So, I mean, I did that, learned some other stuff, and it's kind of cool, I'm glad I know that stuff, but in the end, it's just a trick. In In the end, you think you see something, but it's really not that, it's actually something else, and there's some diversion, there's some sleight of hand, there's some other things there. I'm really not that amazing, so we know that. I mean, those of you who've been around me long enough, you know that I'm not amazing. There has to be some trick. Like a lot of you thinking, like, how did Marsha, did Marsha lose a bet? That's why she's married Mark. I I don't, you know, you know, like, you know, my wife, you know me that there had to have been something that I tricked her with. Well, but here's a question. And and this is where we're going to go with this. And I have a question for you that that's not a, a difficult question to answer, but it is difficult to admit it. Have you ever questioned your faith? Have you ever, and maybe some of you are here right now because maybe you're not really quite sure where your faith lands. Maybe you kind of grew up a certain way and you're still trying to walk through the dynamics of what this actually is and what this looks like. And I get it, right? And I understand that. But I'm just really asking the question, have you ever questioned that your faith? Have you ever questioned maybe that you are believing or have believed the wrong things? That that you were led to believe this, but then really it's more like this and and you're still kind of wrestling with that. And I, I don't know about you, but I just kind of know my story. That when I was in, um, I, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up with, with, with God as part of um, my story, a part of my family growing dynamics. I mean, there was a lot of different things in my life that, that, that I had. Um, but I remember um, when um, I, I met Jesus, and it was a really transformative time in my life, and it was super, super beautiful and amazing. And, and, and I'm not a really smart person, but I believed it by faith, and it was pretty cool. And then I left university and went off to Bible school. You guys know this story. Many of you do. And, but as I was in this Bible school, I was learning more and I was growing more. My faith was becoming more real and more grounded. And, and, uh, but it was funny. It was interesting that after I left that and I started to work with youth and I started to work with students and was in the schools and, and all that. It seems counterintuitive, but I actually started questioning my faith then and it wasn't that i didn't believe god it wasn't that that i didn't believe that that, that he is who he says he is then he did what he said he did but i really had some questions like well god but if this and then what about this I, I started to i started to wonder like god but you know i i i know you said this but now i'm kind of in the world in this context and i'm hearing this and seeing this and god what is this 100% true have maybe maybe possibly have i actually believed the wrong things, and am I actually working with people and teaching them the wrong things? I don't know about you, but I know in my life I've, I've questioned my faith. There were times when I sat back and I was like, God, are you real? God is, okay, maybe you're real, but is Jesus? I mean, these are are all good stories and good things, great things that we're supposed to know and grow in, because these are really, really important things for our lives. But is this really truth? Is this really the truth? Now, again, maybe you haven't struggled with that, but maybe you have friends who do. Maybe you have family who do. Maybe there's a point in your life when you said back and say, Mark, I get it. I was there, I went to university, or I did this, or I had some friends. These are the context of my life. And yes, Mark, I have questioned my faith. And maybe it came from a number of different things. Maybe for you, you know, you, you, maybe you, your conversion story, your, your, your meeting Jesus happened a really long time ago, and it was exciting at the first, but then right now it's kind of like, eh. And you're thinking, well, if it was so real and so incredible, then why hasn't it stayed through the seasons? And you're starting to question. Maybe you've read or listened to new views and new ideas and maybe you're off to school, your kid's off to school and they're hearing new thoughts and new ideas from scientists and people are saying, well, what about this? And there's a God, but there's what about this? And maybe in those contexts, you're starting to question some of the things about your faith. Maybe there's been some things in your life that has completely rocked your faith. You know, things that you that you came to believe and then people you came to believe in and you've seen them make some horrible decisions or bad things, incredibly harsh and difficult things happen. And you're like, wait a second, they were the pinnacle of all that I knew about God. And now I've seen them make these decisions and do these things. How can God even be real if even they can't do this? Maybe for some of you, like you're a logical, you're a reasonable person but right now, faith isn't making that much sense to you right now. There's been a new discovery. There, there's been something that, that, that has been unveiled, and, you know, maybe how does this fit together? Maybe for some of you, um, your faith has been rocked, because maybe for some of you, you've prayed and prayed for something, and you know that God answers prayer, and you know he's faithful, and, and you're going to see it again because it's not in the past, and you're singing this song, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I sing that song out loud, but in my heart, I'm struggling with it because I'm just not seeing it. So your question is, God, are you really there? Or God, if you're really there, are you really true? God, if you're really true, why aren't you helping? And so we kind of struggle with our faith. Maybe you're a very emotional, maybe you're kind of an emotional driven person or maybe an experience driven person. And, and it's just been a really, really, really long time since you've actually experienced God. Maybe for some of you, it's like I've never actually experienced God. I see some people, man, they're raising their hands like, whoa, that's awesome. And you're going, man, I don't get it. So maybe that's your story. I, I don't know. But I do know that there are times in our lives that we question our faith and we've been kind of taught over the years and we sit back and we think to ourselves, it's wrong to ask questions, it's wrong to question our faith. But let me tell you, it's not wrong to question your faith. It's, it's okay. It's okay to have questions. It's, it's okay to wrestle with some of these things. It's okay to not exactly know all the answers. See, when we have these questions, God isn't rebuking you for the questions. He's welcoming them. Because the cool thing about it is God can handle your questions. God can handle your doubt. God can handle the critics. God can handle that stuff. And not only can he handle it, there's answers. So for the next um, series, kind of moving into the next couple of weeks, um, when we, we move into the cultural center again, uh, which is gonna be cool for those of you who, this, this matters to you, there's air conditioning there, which I don't know if care, any of you care about those kinds of things. You, know? you don't have to bring an umbrella for heat and for light, but whatever you want. But it's gonna be great when we get in there, we're gonna have some visuals and be able to work through this stuff. But when we get there, we're gonna be wrestling with some of these questions that maybe you have or your kids have or others have, or maybe a friend of yours has. And we're gonna wrestle with some of the biggest questions that people have about God and Christianity But here's the thing, together, we're going to discover together that that, that our faith isn't some blind faith that we just have to turn off our brain and check our logic at the door. But together, we're gonna learn that our faith isn't, isn't, isn't just something we've made up. It's not something that we have, that we, that we use to explain things that we don't understand or we use to make us feel good. Or maybe, you know, when I die, I don't, I, I don't want to fear death, so I believe in this God because he says something about that. We're going to learn together that you don't have to check your intelligence at the door, that our faith can stand up to the most rigorous investigations of logic and reason. And maybe for you, as it was for me, the discovery of some of the answers to some of these questions actually really helped strengthen my faith. So I don't know your story. I, I don't know the context. But we're going to call this, uh, this, this series, you know, I'm asking for a friend. Because obviously you don't have any questions, but you have a friend that does. So instead of asking your question, we can ask their question. So here's some of the things that we're going to ask and we're going to work through and just to kind of give you an idea because what i want you to do is i want you to if you have questions or you know people who have questions come come bring those those questions to us so we can wrestle with those together and you know some of the questions like why do we need god when science already disproves god that's some questions people have a question like why did why do christians claim that jesus is god wasn't he just a man I mean, if God is loving, then why does he send people to hell? If Isn't the church, why do we need the church? Isn't the church the reason for so much injustice in the world and so much pain in the world? And how can we say that there's only one way when there's multiple different religions and multiple different people believing different things? How can we have the audacity to say there is only one way and it's through Jesus? How can we actually say that? How can we actually trust the bible is something we should give our lives to we say hey, we open up their bibles i mean why 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 is that a proof text for us if we say we want to base things on the bible well how do we even how can we base it on anything because how do we even know the bible is something to base our life on the you know, question's like well doesn't the bible condone slavery i mean there's other kind of questions that we deal with and we struggle with and one of the big ones that no matter who we are, at one time we're gonna ask, if there's such a loving God, why is there so much pain and evil and suffering in the world, but not just the world, but in my world? Now, I don't know if these are your questions. I, 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 don't, I don't claim to know your questions. These are just questions that other people have asked me and I've asked myself over time. So what I'm asking you to do is just come talk to us. Come come talk to me. Hey, listen, I have, I, I have a friend Who has this question? So we together can wrestle with these things and together we're going to know the one true God. That that, that our faith isn't based upon just some I hope so's but it's based on reason and fact. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen but it doesn't mean that our faith is blind. So we're going to work through this. And I, would you, and I kind of want to give you an idea of why we're doing this. You know, kind of, for some of you like, why are we talking about these things? I already know the answer. Well, that's good for you. But eventually one day down the line, you're going to be struggling with this. You're going to know someone who is. There's so a couple of our guys, um, and a couple of our people who get together at the Sons of Kent and they work through some of these deep questions of our faith. We're going to get back to that really soon. It's pretty exciting. They, they, they just grab a drink and they sit down and they start talking about some of these evidence of faith and our truth. And it's a pretty exciting time since so we're going to do that as a group together. But here's the thing as we work through these questions. Um, the reason why is it's really a two-fold thing. We wanna help you move forward towards a full life in Christ. Like we, the reason why, and it just is to give you a bit of a, a glimpse into our heart as a church and why we even started this church. Not that other churches are bad or other churches don't do this, they do, but we just felt the Lord was leading us to start something new and we were sent out from another church to do it. And, because, we be, with everything that we have and everything inside of us, we want you to be able to stand before God and not have God say, "Well, I, I, I know your family. I, I know I know your kids. I I, I, I know your I, I know your parents. I I, I I know your wife or your spouse. I know your life group. I know your church, but I don't know." you because I think a lot of us know people maybe you're one of them that one day when we stand before God there's gonna be some people that God says you know I don't know you we want you to be able to stand before God with the full confidence that when your life is over It's really just the beginning of life with Jesus forever. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I died today, as sad as that would be for some people, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would spend eternity in heaven with God. The Bible is so clear, when it's, it's so beautiful when it says, I give you these things so that you may know that you have eternal life. Not I question or maybe I hope so. We don't want you to stand before God with your fingers crossed behind your back and think I hope so, I hope so, I hope I've done enough, I hope I've done this, I hope it all fits together and that God at the very end is gonna say, okay, well, you know what, it's close, come on in. Have I done enough of this and I've done enough of that that maybe somehow God's gonna say, you know what? You've tried really hard. I like your hair, come on in. We want you to be able to stand before God with the confidence knowing, man, you know what? I'm God's and he's mine. So, we're going to wrestle with these. We also, we, we, we really also want as leaders, not just that you know God, but that, that you actually, uh, you, you, you truly kind of understand what the Apostle Paul wanted to know and what he wanted the churches that he planted to know. I love what it says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. It says this My goal, Paul is speaking here, he says, My goal. I, the, the reason why i do the things that i do the reasons why i go through the things that i go through the reasons why i struggle the reasons why i allow myself to get beaten the reasons why i allow myself to travel and have no roots the reason why i don't even have a family right now the reason why i do all that i do is this my goal the point of all of this the point of my life the point of the last 30 years the point of me changing from from where i was to where i am today is this that I may know him. That is so incredible, that I may know him, not know about him, not know things about him, not know facts about him, not know doctrine about him. Not to know about God. That word know has, in, in the original languages, has this idea of a deep understanding, this oneness. Says the point of all of this in my life and the point of the reason why i do what i do is because i want to know god and i want you to know him too to know him through his word to know him by experience and for some of you after 20 and 30 years of knowing god that you know him even more and more and more that it doesn't get old, that it's not just something that you happen like a flash in the pan, it's there for a bit, then gone, but it's something that you can continue to know him more fully and know him more personally in every aspect in the seasons of your life, that you would know him and see him tangibly working in your life. We want you to know not just have a saving relationship with him, but to be able to walk around and say, Man, I know, I am learning and God is present and moving and growing in my life and I, I know him. And then he goes on and says, my goal is to, is, is, to, is to know him and the power of his resurrection. This is basically the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is given to you and to me as his children. And that is mind blowing. I love what it says in Acts chapter one, verse eight, as the church is beginning, as, as, as he's risen from the dead and he's, he's sending out his people to, to tell other people, he says this, but you will receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And he's saying here, I want you to know him, but I also want you to understand and to know his power, to experience the power of God working in you and through you. Some of you have never really experienced that before. To which I say that's a really sad part of our lives. We can't really remember times when God has just powerfully worked in and through us. I'm not saying he's going to do like these, he's not going to fire, is going to shoot from your fingers. I'm not saying, what I'm saying is that God works in and through you through his power. And so many of us live lives absent of his power. No wonder some people, people aren't just kind of, kind of moving towards faith in Jesus Christ because they look at some people, he's a Christian and you know, he follows God and believes that God can do abundantly more than he can ask or imagine. But I don't see any change in his life. His life hasn't anything different than mine. But he wanted to know him and the power of his resurrection working through and in him. And then he says this, he says, know the fellowship of his suffering. And basically what that means is that Paul wasn't referring that he wanted to die like Jesus on the cross. I mean, he's not saying that because there's only one person who could die for all the sins of mankind, past, present, and future, and that was Jesus. And there's a whole other story about that. We'll talk about that later. And so he wasn't saying, I want to die like Jesus. What he was saying is, I want to make this so important in my life, I'm willing to go through whatever it takes so that others will know this to believe something so deeply and so richly, to see the change in your life so much that you're willing to do things that are difficult, you're willing to step out in faith, you're willing to step out through opposition because you believe this truth so much because it's changed you and you know what it can do in other people's lives. It's this ability to not give up when it's hard. You can question god but not have your faith completely rocked when something doesn't happen the way that you hoped it would or the way that you prayed that it would and god maybe had other plans but your faith is still intact and it's still there you're like i'm not giving up on this but to people say man i know god and i'm experiencing that power and his power is working in and through me to change the world and i'm willing to to do what he asked me to do even if it's difficult that you would press on towards the upward call in Christ Jesus, that you wouldn't give up. See, at Forward City, our heart isn't to be the biggest this and the best of that. We just want you to be able to stand before God and say, that's my God and to live your life in a way that God can use and work in. We want you truly to know him and experience his grace and his power and the wonder of our God. To see him as he truly is, the best ever. So we want you to move forward towards a full life in Christ to truly experience the risen savior to grow in depth and closeness and love with Him and to walk in the Spirit so that His power can manifest through you. And that you're daily dying to yourself and living in obedience for Him. And then, as a church, we do that individually, but as a church, we do that as a family because together, God is going to use you and God is going to use me. God is going to use us together to see our city changed, to see our region changed, so that the poor will be provided for, that the hungry will be fed, that the broken will be healed, that people with struggle and addictions will find victory, that families will find health and reconciliation, that people will be saved. And lives and families will be transformed. That's what this is. And that's why we're here. And that is our hope and prayer for you. That you will know him. The power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to him. So, in the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be wrestling with some of these questions, maybe some other ones, maybe some more ones. We're not sure yet. We're not exactly sure all the different things that we're going to wrestle with. But if you uh, have some questions or know people who do, please come talk to us. And also, we want to, if you're new with us at Forward City, we, we just want to share with you the heart of who we are and why we do what we do. So in the next couple of weeks, moving into this new um, this new year, um, we're going to be plugging you into life groups. And life groups are basically our way of, of, of helping to grow in community because we recognize that, that to grow on your own is very, very difficult. Uh, but we grow best through relationships, through godly, accountable relationships, one-on-one relationships and one-on-few relationships. They're super, super important in our lives. So we want to help you do that. Accountable relationships, godly people just loving on each other and working together to do something greater than they can do by themselves. So we want to plug you into that. We also want to plug you into personal ministry. We want to we want to, we want to show you how you were gifted by God, show you how you are how you are blessed by God and then give you the resources and send you out so that you can be God's vehicle of grace and goodness and beauty in the world. And so to do some of that stuff, one thing we do is we're going to plug you into life groups we're going to help you discover how god has uniquely made you so we can send you out to to do amazing things for him and his power but also what we want to do is we want to plug you into this thing called next and next is like an entry-level connection point to who we are as a church um it's one of those it's, it's in our home um you get to kind of know that you know it's pretty quick to see maybe you can ask some questions mark why or Marsha? why'd you pick mark i mean you can ask any questions you want in our home and in our family we're gonna be working through some of these things as forward city together Um, and then we're gonna just um, allow you to see who we are as a church. So if you're new with us, I mean, just know over the course of the next couple of weeks, we're gonna invite you to our home and invite you to spend some time and ask the questions that you have about our church and about why we do what we do, why we don't do some of the things that we do. But in the end, you're gonna come to an understanding of who we are and why we do what we do so that you will know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to the likeness of Jesus. So that we can see transformation in our world and in our own lives. What you believe is not a trick. What you believe isn't just something man-made. What we believe is supernatural and beautiful and transforming. Love you guys and thank you so much for coming today in the heat. It's beautiful. Uh, For those of you who are watching online, yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks at the Cultural Center, but next week back here as for our last, uh, our last outdoor gathering, Lord willing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the state you've given to us. Thank you for your love and your grace, and thank you for your goodness. Thank you that uh, as we bring these questions to you, you are not afraid of our questions. You are not afraid of the times that we doubt. And so Father, we give these questions to you, and uh, we ask that you uh, answer them for us so that we can know you more experience your grace even more and be sent out to do the things that you call us to do so we can see transformation in our city and in our lives. God, you were so good and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great, great day. Remember, don't feel like you have to run off. Um, if you have any questions and you want, you have some questions, please come talk to me and we'll, we'll uh, be able to write those down so that way we can work on answering those things um, later. Love you guys. Have a great week.